You're listening to the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about finding adventure every day and making life a little more interesting. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Michael DeRosiers, joined, as always, by my co-host, James Barrett from Dallas, Texas. Well, James, how's it going? Oh, it's going. The The march goes on. The march goes on, right. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I'm alive. I am fed. Good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, don't really have anything to complain about. <laughs> when, you, when you look at it on a primal level. Right. There's very little to complain about. Well, James, what'd you do this week? Did you do anything new? Anything adventurous? No. No. Okay. No, I didn't. So you're going to have to come up with something. I do have a penalty in mind. Just a little one. Okay. okay. Your penalty is to find your nearest historical marker that you haven't been to yet. And just visit it. Pay it a visit. Your nearest historical marker. That should be pretty easy to find, and they're all over the place mm-hmm. in North yeah. Texas. Cool. So you just got to discover your local, your most local historical <laughs> marker, and the next week, tell me about it. Tell me about the history. Do a little research. Right. You got to do a little external research on it. I will find a historical marker. <laughs> all right. Good. I'm counting on it. All right. Well, what about you? What did what did you do this week? I got a bike. We talked about it last week, mm-hmm. but I I did go and get it. So I I went down to the riverside where Greg, our our last guest, where he lives, met up with him, and we drove over to pick up a bike from a friend of his who is moving back to New Zealand. The bike had been Greg's originally. He sold it to this guy. This guy sold it to me. Perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm real excited about it. I've Ordered a bunch of stuff like a helmet off the internet, so I'm still waiting for that to arrive, so I haven't really taken it out yet. You know where you can make a lot of money? What's that? If you make bike helmets that look good. Oh, I know. <laughs> if you make a bike helmet that looks good on people, mm-hmm. and then you would make millions of dollars. Because not a single one does. Well, they look a little dorky, don't they? <laughs> they, they do. Like, And I understand like in Bangkok, you, you definitely need one. You know what I mean? But, like, the casual biking helmets, they all look like... <laughs> it looks like you should be made fun of. Right. <laughs> right. But if you wear one of those mountain biking or one of those, like, BMX helmets in the city, you just look silly. It looks... You look worse <laughs> than you would have... <laughs> right. I just... And, I mean, I believe everyone should wear a helmet. It's mm. it's for your own safety. Yeah. However, they look terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I did this week. It was really... <laughs> Really cool and very cool of Greg to hook me up with the bike. You know, I sent you a picture and you were, it, we thought it was the same bike as you have. Um, they're almost identical. They're slightly different. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, same brand, almost the same model, same color scheme. You know, I've been kind of staying home, so even just going up to the riverside to meet up with Greg was like the first time I've left the neighborhood in like <laughs> a month. So, yeah, felt good. Feels good. <laughs> Well, that's cool, and I'm excited to see what you get up to with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and next week when we talk, I will definitely have um, some cool things to tell you about. Well, because I'm going to go biking right after we finish this, so nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about. Where that. are you going to go? I'm going to go to the airport. 
Hmm. So uh, uh, there's a, a big bike lane around Sawanapum Airport. It's called the Bangkok Sky Lane. The, the king of Thailand loves biking. Hmm. And so um, for like Mother's Day, he has this program called Bike for Mom. And for Father's Day, he did Bike for Dad. And so it was one of his – I don't think – I think it was created by Siam Commercial Bank, but I think it was kind of one of his ideas, kind of in line with his his goals for, for Thailand. So Well, that's cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. So that's why I was up at 4.30 to meet you this morning. We're, <laughs> we're going to try to go before it gets hot. So, uh, yeah, for, for context, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's 5 a.m. Drinking my coffee. But I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Sometimes when you have to, if you're looking forward to something, getting up is easy. Exactly. It's different if it's I have when to you work. you have to get up. Yeah. Right, because sometimes I teach at 5 o'clock, and I have to wake up for, for teaching at 4.30. It's a lot less fun than getting up uh, to mm-hmm. talk to you about camping gear. <laughs> Which is the topic of this episode. <laughs> yes, but before we do that, let's give a little reminder for our new monthly challenge. This month, your homework is to photograph a bird. Practice your nature photography and send it in, in an email to us. Hello at attemptedventure.com. You can also share it, hashtag attemptedventure on Instagram. Don't use Twitter yet. We have one. I don't check it yet, so we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we are not, we're not the best at the social medias. So if you want to get in contact with us, the email or tagging us on Instagram is really kind of the way to go. Yeah. Frankly, I would prefer the email because... Yeah, the email's better. I've been paring down my social media usage. So it feels weird mm-hmm. to try to become more present on social media. For I this. know. I know I, we have to. I had made a conscious effort to like reduce it. And then now I'm like, well, crap, I need to get on there. Right. Like, I haven't posted a new picture in like oh, two weeks. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Granted, there's not a whole lot supposed to picture of, but we'll figure it out. I'm not worried about it. Well, are you ready to just jump into it? Yeah, I am. Today, James and I are going to nerd out about camping gear. So we conceived of this idea... Pretty loosely, actually. James, you had the idea of, of sharing a few of our favorite like essential pieces of gear and then kind of our wish list gear. I've got a few that are, I don't know, I don't want to say frivolous, but it's just like if yeah, I had a little but <laughs> money to spend on silly same. things, I would get them. But let's talk about essential gear, I guess, first. What do you yeah. consider to be your essential gear for, for a night out in the wilderness? I have ten things. Oh, okay, okay. I will start with one that maybe not everybody thinks of. Oh, okay. For me, I have to have a pillow. I know tons and tons of people that don't bring a pillow camping. They'll just have a stuffed bag full of shirts and right. stuff like that. And if that works for you, great. But for me, I can never sleep. I have to have a pillow. Are we talking like a dedicated camping pillow? Are we talking just like a regular house pillow or like one of those inflatable pillows like what do you what do you go for if i'm car camping i will bring a regular pillow i'll just bring my house pillow yeah. i don't care yeah, yeah i i like they i i have this inflatable pillow but it's not it doesn't feel just like an airbag it's got like some foam in there and stuff like that it kind of compresses down and that'll work but i have to have something like that so if i ever get to go backpacking again that's going to be one of those things that's going to take up weight i 
agree completely. I like to have a house pillow if I can. Back in Boy Scouts, I had a, a tiny little, like, backpacking pillow. Yeah, a little candle square pillow. Yeah, one of those little ones. Yeah, and they were it was fine. It was pretty good. It was like a fleece on one side and kind of like, I don't know, shiny on the other. Yeah. So it's like if it's hot, you put the one side down. But both sides are hot. Both sides, so. are, yeah. They're, and, and the shiny one's kind of gross because then you get a little sticky. You stick to it. <laughs> they make some really good ones now, though. Yeah, that, see, that's something I want to look into because here I've got just an inflatable pillow, but it was one I got for five bucks at Big C, which is like our mm. version of Walmart. And it's just, it, it's fine. It's just not comfortable. And so I would really like to get a real camping pillow. I think that's vital because you want to feel good. You know, you want to have a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And you want to feel good. And if you're not used to it, getting a good night's sleep outside is hard enough anyway. Once you get used to it, it can be like the best sleep ever. Yeah, well, that actually leads me right into something that I think is vital, and that is uh, like a Thermarest. I mean, there are other brands that you can mm-hmm. get, but like a good, good sleeping, sleeping pad, pad yes. something that inflates, not just one of those foam ones, something that inflates and keeps you off of the ground, right? Cushions you with air. I like Thermarest. They're just they're a good brand. You know, they they keep you warm mm-hmm. when it's cold. They keep you cooler when it's warm. They're a little expensive, but don't cheap out. I mean, in Thailand, I have a one of those just cheap pieces of foam, and it feels awful. Uh, so that's the next thing before I go camping again. That is the next thing we're investing in. You know, we we started off with yeah. the basic cheapest camping gear here in Thailand, and we're slowly upgrading it all. But that, I mean, that'll ruin your night's sleep if you have a if you don't have a good something to sleep on. You know, and growing up, I never had an inflatable one ever. I always just had the foam roll. Unless I was going on, like, a Boy Scout summer camp where you bring, like, a cot. Right. Which is great. Cots are great. But I always had those foam ones. And once you sleep on, like, an actual good sleeping mat, you can never go back. Right. My friend, he backpacks a lot and he does a lot of ultralight stuff. And so his sleeping pad is just one of those super thin foldable (laughs) foam rectangles. Right. And I was like, are they comfortable? He's like, no. For me... I'm willing to have a little more weight if it means I'm going to be comfortable. So, no, I, I'm up there with you on that. Like, I've been backpacking plenty of times, but mm-hmm. I'm not really a backpacker. It's not like what I do when I go camping. Typically, I have a car. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it works out. I don't typically hike into the woods and backpack. So I'm not overly concerned with weight. When I'm out camping, I'm just trying to have a good time in nature. So I, I don't mind that. You know, I don't mind having a little bit more weight to have a better night's sleep. Yeah, so here's here's a fun question. When you go camping, do you go somewhere and do you have to be doing stuff all day? Like, do you plan out your day like, oh, we're going to get up, we're going to do this hike or do this, 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 or you just sort of wake up and you do what you want? I pretty much just kind of wake up and, and do what I want. I mean, I guess it kind of depends where I am. Like, if I was, like, camping mm-hmm. at the Grand Canyon, I'd probably want to definitely go to the visitor center. I probably would research some hikes to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I'm just camping at, like, a state park, I, I just chill. Like, when you went to a national park over Christmas break here in Thailand, then there was, like, you know, a walk to a waterfall, and, and there was a, li- a couple things to do, but mostly we just chilled. See, and that's that's fun, too, if, especially if you have, like, a nice place to sit and stuff like that. There's You can't beat that, especially if you're in a nice place. Yeah, that's what like, I like. Just sitting around with your with your buds, and you got got some beers, and you're just... You can't beat that. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I think it depends where you're going. I mean, if you're going somewhere that's stunningly beautiful and has some amazing trails, you're definitely going to want to plan a little bit, I would I would say. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, typically, if I'm just going to be in the woods, <laughs> I just want to be a little lazy in nature. So uh, my, my, the next thing on my list is a sleeping bag, but that also depends greatly on where you're going. Yeah. Because I would assume you, for the most part, wouldn't need a sleeping bag. No, I have one. It's very, very thin, very small. I basically sleep on it, just like some extra padding. Mm -hmm. Don't get in it, certainly. Growing up here, I had a good sleeping bag, mm -hmm. but you would very rarely use it. You would bring it, yeah, and you'd bring like a sheet with you, and most of the time you wouldn't even need that. Unless it was winter, in which case you want something mm -hmm. thick and very warm. Hey, how do you feel about mummy bags? Which are sleeping bags that are very narrow and they keep you swaddled really tightly. Mm -hmm. It's for extra warmth, and you kind of wrap your head up, yeah. you cinch it around your head. I have been camping twice when I needed one, when it was below freezing. But most of the time, my camping has been in very warm weather, and so it's been unnecessary. I appreciate them. I would like to go more when I feel like I needed them. Well, you'll have the opportunity when you're in Colorado. Yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they're very hot, and I'm a hot sleeper. And I'm, I'm a stomach sleeper, so they don't really work well for me. <laughs> See, and I'm a side sleeper, which makes them harder, too, and makes sleeping pads harder. Yeah. So all my sleeping pads have to be, like, super thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same for me. Otherwise, I wake up and, like, my whole front is numb. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, God. <laughs> have you ever forgotten your sleeping pad? No. <laughs> Thankfully not. I have. <laughs> I'd loaded my car up, and I'd got there, set up everything, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> awful <laughs> oh boy so yeah sleeping bag but it's i i, I debated on whether i was going to put that mm -hmm. because i know for most people that's an essential thing it depends where you are really like texas it depends on the season thailand you really don't need it i mean if you're on like the top of doi intanon it can be down to freezing but it's like one place in thailand and even so <laughs> if it's like freezing you can just hop in your, your even a thin sleeping bag you know wrap up and you're going to be mm -hmm. pretty okay for a good sleeping bag is going to set you back two three hundred dollars for for a good one right and if you're car camping just bring a bunch of blankets mm -hmm. it's more comfortable it's good enough anyway yeah mm, it, it is they make some really cool sleeping bags now that have like a they're like a mummy bag but they're kind of u-shaped hmm so you have more room, you have a little more room, they have a, th a flap that you can pull down to like get it off your face if it gets hot. Very cool. So what you got next? The next thing I have is something to cook on, just a stove of mm -hmm. any sort, and it doesn't have to be anything really fancy. You can buy a $5 canister stove, and I really think that's the easiest. I mean, cooking on a fire is fun, but... It's, it's a, pain it's a little butt. tricky, yeah. I mean, I've done a ton of cooking on the fire. Mm -hmm. Made everything from pizza to burgers to cobbler. If you can cook it, you can cook it on a fire, yeah. yes. Yeah, but I think, honestly, if you just want to have an easy way to cook, I would really get a, just one of those little gas canister stoves. You don't even need a big Coleman stove. I mean, the gas stoves are five bucks online. You know, you can make anything really simply and very easily on it. Mm -hmm. Make your coffee, you know, heat up some water on it. It's... It's easy, but you're going to want something to cook, something to yes. be able to, I don't know, just not be eating cold deli meat. Even if it's just to make your coffee or tea in the morning, it almost doesn't matter how hot it is. You're going to want 
hot coffee. You'll be sitting there sweating, drinking coffee. So what do, do you have like a a preferred cooking system? Do you like canister? Do you like because uh, like I, I I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I've got pretty much every type of stove here. I have an mm-hmm. alcohol stove that you use for backpack camping that burns just any type of like rubbing alcohol. I've got a I've got a propane stove. We actually haven't used it yet because we've bought it since we've been camping last time. But it's just like a typical propane stove. Mm. I've got a solid state alcohol stove. Also haven't used it yet, but I'm excited to try that one out. But I really think that the easiest one, at least here, is just that tiny little canister. It's just so yeah. cheap and it's just so easy. You know, you light it, it's hot instantly. I, I would say you can't, again, it, it depends on the type of camping. Mm-hmm. Car camping, I, I'm going with the, the nice two burner propane stove. Those are great. You can't beat those. I mean, cooking on the fire is great, but I've had plenty of instances where I've gone to where I'm camping. And they're like, oh, there's no fires. And you're just like, oh, well, okay, yeah. It is very common and it is annoying if you didn't, if you didn't have a backup plan. That's a good point. Just like always bring a stove, even if you're planning mm-hmm. on cooking on the fire, because you just don't know if there's a drought and if they are going to start a burn ban. Those little canister stoves, they're hard to beat. They're, they are hard to beat. They just work. I have borrowed my friend's... Jet boil, which oh, is like a mm-hmm. new version of that. Yeah. And those things are awesome. They burn like no fuel. It it gets super hot, super quick. Yeah. And they're they're great. So I mean it's That's on my that's on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> it's I wasn't gonna put that on my wish list because I almost like I'm gonna get one. I mean <laughs> it's like <laughs> like the things I put on my wish list are things that I'm not gonna go buy. <laughs> so my next one is Bug spray and sunscreen. If you live in a place with no bugs, great. Good for you. We don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Bug spray will start to smell like perfume after a while. (laughs) You're just like, oh, man. I don't know. Depending on where you are and depending on what, you know, what season it is, it can really ruin an outdoors experience. Mosquitoes or or biting flies can, can ruin a trip. And I think it's something that people might overlook and just not think about. Yes, because you don't think about it when you're inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you get out there, you're like, oh, man, you need it. If you're up in, like, Canada in the summer or the Pacific Northwest, I don't know about them, but, like, up in Canada in the summer where those bugs get... Or have you seen the pictures of, like, Alaska in the summertime oh, when yeah. mosquitoes yeah. come out? I've heard it's awful. And just, they're, like, soaking your, their clothes in DEET just to... I'm good yeah. without no, that. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> All right, my next one, just a first aid kit. You're pretty much guaranteed to get some small injury. You're going to do something. You're going to burn yourself or cut yourself mm-hmm. or something stupid. Just throw it in your car leave it there. Even just like one of those cheap ones that you get at the store. Yeah, something is better than nothing. All right, after that, we have extra socks and underwear. Because you can rewear pants for a week. If you have a jacket, you can rewear it. But change your socks and underwear and you will feel like a new person. It's insane. Yeah, you feel so fresh. <laughs> Even if you're not. Even if you don't change anything else. Mm-hmm. I always bring extra extra socks and underwear. Just Yeah. And this kind of goes with my next one is hygiene. You have to have a way to at least kind of clean off. Baby wipes something. that You have to have something to where after you've gone all day hiking, you can go and... If you have water, that's great. You can jump in a lake or whatever. And But 
if you're alone, it's for yourself. If you're right. not alone, it's for the other people. Definitely. <laughs> this is a benefit of a dedicated camping ground because you actually have a regular shower and you can mm-hmm. take a real shower and get actually clean. You know, I always bring a little thing of the camp friendly camps, the camp suds, fill up my water bottle and wash my hair and just kind of clean off. Just you feel so much better. Yeah. That will also ruin a trip for me. If you're, if, yeah, if I just, if you're feeling if you feel gross. Disgu- if you feel mm-hmm. gross. No, I love my camp showers. Just... Like, like I said, but it, I, I like to be actually at a campsite with a shower. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what I like? I like that three in one stuff that you can get for, you know, because as, as men, yeah. you can spend like 98 cents and get shampoo, conditioner, and body wash <laughs> in one bottle. Mm hmm. It's great. It's great. <laughs> See, Camp Suds is eco friendly and like biodegradable and things like that. And it's, Great for everything. Shampoo, soap, dishwashing, car washing, just everything. That's another point. You're going to want to bring dish soap. So just bring your camp suds and you're good to go. I have cooking stuff. We talked about that. And my trusty Nalgene. Mm, yeah, Nalgene is great. They the make good old fantastic Nalgene. water bottles. You, you're going to want a water bottle. Even if you've got a water source, you're not going to be wanting to drink out of the spigot like a weirdo. So Nalgene's are great because they don't get weird smelling they're lightweight yeah they don't keep your water cold but you're probably not going to get cold water anyway yeah most of them have little measuring lines they can double as your measuring cup so yeah so that's that's about all my essentials really i had one more one more that i'd like to Mm -hmm. add and that kind of goes back with the uh hygiene stuff a microfiber travel towel i use this when i'm traveling here just anyway if i'm at a hostel or something like that but these little microfiber towels they dry off in like five minutes you just hang them up it's, you want a clean towel. You want a dry towel. You don't want to be like drying off with a gross, like muddy towel that you've thrown in your tent. It smells like mildew, and they're very you know, light. They fold up real, real, real small. And I feel like I could talk about this forever. Is that the cleaner you keep your stuff, the better time you're gonna have? Oh yeah. You know, Michael, you and I spent years and years in Boy Scouts. And there are some slobs that are joined the Boy Scouts. <laughs> no joke. I mean, it's nuts. And like we go camping and when you guys went camping, did you have tent mates or did you have your own tents or we, how'd you guys do it? I don't remember if it was by age or if it was by rank. I, we had tent mates until I don't remember if it was like you're 16 or until you're like a life scout or something like that. But then you had your own tent. It was by seniority. Hmm. Basically for us, it was... I'm trying to remember, because you're in a troop, but inside your troop there are... Patrols. Patrols, yes. I think it was like that. It was like you, you grouped with your patrol, and like you could share a tent, if, because we brought our own tents and stuff, right. unless you didn't have one. Right. And so you could have your own tent. It was never like enforced, it really. Was, it was more fun with a tent mate, typically. I mean, mm-hmm. at least you have someone to talk to when you're miserably lying awake, because it's like 98 <laughs> degrees <laughs> in the middle of the night. But... Some people think of camping as, oh, I don't have to shower or brush my teeth or keep clean. Especially some teenage boys, which, you mm-hmm. know, inherently there were a lot of in Boy Scouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the requirement. But, yeah. <laughs> Although not anymore. Now you can be a teenage no, girl. Good. Yeah. And good for them. As an Eagle Scout, I'm, I, I'm a big supporter. As a Life Scout, so am I. <laughs> we always had a joke in my troop. Because there was a 
we we cranked out Eagle Scouts like crazy. Yeah. But there was also a very large Life for Life group. We always like made jokes that we actually had more fun. <laughs> it's like, well, we had we get to do all the same stuff as you and then they're like, yeah, but we got a letter from the president. And I was like, did you? <laughs> I did. Is, did you? You did. I did. I got a letter from the president. Got a letter from, I think, Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Congratulations on your Eagle Scout. I've been to the moon. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I, I haven't camped as an adult as much as I would like. No, I've just gotten back into it in the last year. Yeah. So, yeah, going with keeping clean, just keep your stuff clean. Keep your tent neat. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just throw your stuff in there and it ends up just being a mess. Yeah, yeah. And and hygiene is going to change how you feel completely. Like, just keep yourself mm -hmm. clean. Shower every day. Yes. If you don't have a shower, again. Just get wet. You need to have plenty of water. <laughs> just get, buy some shampoo and, or some soap and just use your water bottle and just mm -hmm. clean off. Mm -hmm. It's... You will feel a million times better. Everyone else will appreciate you. Don't put on like the clothes you're going to sleep in until you're in your tent ready to go to sleep. Yeah, because otherwise they're going to smell like smoke. Yes, and it's a no and it's awful. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's about all my what I would consider essentials. I have a oh and a tent. Yeah. I have a tent slash shelter because I'm also fine with like setting up a tarp. I've actually never done it, but I'd like to try it. It's interesting. The first time that I did it, I was getting my Wilderness Survival Merit Badge. I have done that, but I didn't have it. Which they just sort of... They they just drop you in I mean, the woods. we didn't either. They just... <laughs> yeah, they did. They just like, here you go. We're leaving in two days. Be back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they allowed us to choose five items that we wanted. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then they just left you. And you had to yeah, survive. It was fun. I liked it. <laughs> it was great, yeah. So, I mean, a tent is great. You can buy decent tents for nothing. Yeah, and like we talked about before, a tent doesn't make all that much difference, really. Just as long as it's... I mean, you probably want a rain fly if you're going to be anywhere mm -hmm. where there's rain. You, you're going to want to keep the rain off of you. But really, honestly, you just want a little bit of shelter. Yeah, and as tents go, again, they range in price from $15 to... $2,000. And a lot of times you will get what you pay for with tents. Yeah. But sometimes you find those little gems that are perfectly fine. Like REI brand. They're like store brand is very, very good. Things like Coleman make good stuff, even though Absolutely. they're cheaper. Yeah. No, they're totally, totally capable tents. I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere warm. We really don't need much. We just want something to keep mm -hmm. the bugs out, really. Keep the rain off. But... It's different if you're going somewhere cold, for sure, but honestly, I... I'm, cold or super windy. Yeah, or, I don't have super high requirements. And it, if you're backpacking, you need a little bit different thing. you got to look at the backpacking tents, because that is important. But, so yeah, tents. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent list of your starting gear that you must have, our requirements. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't put things like food, because everyone needs Let's food. Let's do another episode on camping food. Mm-hmm. Because you and I, I will say, are good camp cooks. That's, yes. You know, maybe, James, we're not the most... We're not that good at stuff. I'll be honest. I'm not that. Mm, I'm not the no. type of guy that's, like, really good at stuff. I'm okay at a lot of things. Yes, I'm okay with... But there's one thing that you and I are both very good at, and that is camp cooking. We're both We both eat very well when we're camping. 
So let's do an episode mm, dedicated to camp food because that's something that we're actually capable at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Mm. All right. We ready for the fun part? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good list, and I think that's a great overview of what you need. But what about what you want? What is your wish list? Mm. So I think, I don't know, we'll, we'll see if we interpreted this idea a little differently. If you had some spending money and you had to spend it on camping gear, What's the kind of dumb gear, kind of silly gear that you wish you had? What's your camping gear, sort of maybe maybe frivolous wish list? So the first one I have is maybe the least frivolous, but still not. Because two, okay, I have five things. One is a sleeping pad and one is a tent. Okay. But they are fancy. So we'll get to those. Um, the first thing I have on my list is not really frivolous, it's it's super common. It's not expensive, but I just don't see a need to buy it. And that's an AeroPress for coffee. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I've I've thought about getting one. I think that's super cool. I just make mine right now. I've just been making it instant. I mean that's fine, and but I he, I see it at the stores. I will like I look at it, but I have no real need for it. I've heard it makes very good coffee. I know, and which is why I really. I'm interested in it. So this one, it's not, it's, they're not expensive. They're like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. They make very good coffee. They're easy to use, but I just, I've, I've looked at them a million times and never once felt the need to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. No, I get so you. I'm, so for me, it's like, you know what? I would get one just because. No, I, I think that's actually quite cool. And I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. People that use it, love it. You know, they swear by it and mm -hmm. they say it makes very, very good coffee. Yeah, and I'll probably end up getting one. You should. You should. <laughs> I, I think that'd be cool. One of mine is a coffee system as well, and it's the silliest thing. Something that we've talked about before. It's the bribe. I just think it's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and it's like I the would I would pipe. get one if I had if I had the chance. The brew pipe. It's a pipe that you drink coffee from, and it's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Supposedly makes good coffee. I don't know. It's just dumb, but I want one. But it also kinda looks like you're smoking crack when mm -hmm. you because don't you like heat up the bottom of it like i don't remember no you do you brew yeah. it right in the little pipe basket yeah so you definitely look like you're it makes like one shot of espresso <laughs> yeah like i i would get one just for fun <laughs> i would use it once yes we'll have to put a link to that on the on the website because I still stand by my thought that the guy just got like busted smoking crack and he was like, no, no, it's, it's my coffee. Yep. And if you've seen the inventor, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't look surprising. No, <laughs> he looks like a kind of guy that would make a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one is also beverage related. Okay. It's an insulated keg. It's one of those little travel kegs and it has a, it has a spout. That's fun. No. Oh, there man. is nothing better than a cold beer while you're camping. Could you imagine if you could have cold draft beer? Oh, gosh. That is really cool. I know. It, they're expensive. They're pointless. If you want beer, just bring beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <But> a cooler. <laughs> I want it. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I really want it. It's called the U-keg. Right. Okay. And, I mean, a bunch of places sell, like insulated growlers and things like that mm -hmm. but this is like a pressurized an actual keg keg yeah that's super cool oh man i i do have the jet boil on mine it's not that i think it's frivolous 
It's just that I have a perfectly fine stove um, that works. I don't do a ton of backpacking, but I don't know. Some, something about just the idea of like having like a little like a jet engine on your stove just is so <laughs> ridiculous to me. And I get it. You know, it, it's it's super fuel efficient. It has that like 100 second boil guarantee. It's amazing. It boils everything almost instantly. It's great for cooking. I know. But they're expensive. They're, they're not cheap. They are. They're like $100. Yeah, for and... a stove, for something that you get for like five bucks. Otherwise. Yeah. I would say if you if you had the money, it's de- or if you do a lot of backpacking yeah. or things like that, it's probably worth it. It's probably something I'll get. This is on my list, the thing most likely. But <laughs> See, mine's the AeroPress just because. Yeah, AeroPress sounds cool. Everything on my list, I could see myself getting if I had the money. There's nothing on here, really, that I would just be like, you know what? No, I don't need it. So that's that's cool. I mean, the jet bowls are good. So my next thing is a solar charger. Because for better or worse, technology is part of our lives now. Definitely. And you're more than likely going to need have to have something to charge something. Yeah. I I would prefer not. I mean, if I could get away with never having to charge a device while camping again, I, I would. But there's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I got one right here. The solar-powered mm-hmm. battery nice. pack. It's very handy. It also has a little flashlight on the front. See? There you go. Perfect. You just clip and it just onto your tent during the day, you got power. It, it might be unfortunate, that, but it's neat. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. You're, you're harnessing the power of the sun. Yeah. There's other good reasons to have energy. I mean, what if there's an emergency? It's good to be able to call for help, you know? Mm-hmm. You get injured. I don't know. Maybe you want to listen to some cool tunes <laughs> as you're sitting around the campfire. Yeah. There are very valid reasons to have your phone with you when you're camping. I'm not going to say I'm a purist about that, about like getting away from technology. I think it's good to have, you know, and you're not always going to have an outlet. And I don't, again, there are some people that are like that, I think, where, oh, you you can't have anything. You're supposed to be disconnecting. And and while that's great, but just being out there is enough for most people, I think. I mean, you're more likely than not not going to have good cell phone service anyway. So it's not like you're going to be sitting there on your phone the whole time. But it's good to have if you need it. I was thinking along the same lines, and um, mine's less practical than yours. I came up with the BioLite Camp Stove. Have you seen this? It's a, a wood-burning stove that charges your phone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Why do you need it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, but it's cool. There's a lot of wood-burning camp stoves out there, which is very inefficient. It really is. It's, it's weird, but I've seen a lot when I was looking for my stoves. It's the one type of stove I don't have. Why do you need, if you have a wood burning stove, then you can have a fire. Yeah. And if you, ha- you can have a fire, why don't you just make a fire? Exactly. And like a lot of times you're usually not allowed to gather firewood at a lot of mm-hmm. places anyway, unless you're maybe doing dispersed camping, but yeah, not the best, but this thing is just so ridiculous, but I could see like in a, I don't know. It, it could be fun. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it Neat. just seems silly, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, it's just fun. <laughs> the review says. It's neat, but mostly impractical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of those. There's one that's like portable fire pit. And you're just like, why don't you just make a fire? Yeah. <laughs> Dig a little hole. I mean, <laughs> if on, you have to. <laughs> put some rocks around the thing. Like, 
it's super easy. <laughs> so the next thing I have is maybe not frivolous, but kind of bougie. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's the REI Co-op Camp Dreamer Insulated Air Sleeping Pad. This thing is four inches thick. Ooh. It, you know, is insulated, so it keeps you nice and warm. It comes with a pump sack, so you don't have to blow it up with your mouth. How much does it cost? $150. So not, not terrible. Awful, yeah. But it's not great either. I would never buy it. But the thing that drew me to this one is most of these, those four inch pads. Yeah. Weigh like six, seven pounds, something like that. This one is three. Wow. Like it's light enough for me to consider it for backpacking. Three pounds for like a good night's sleep. A bed? Yeah, for like Done. a bed. Basically, everything I picked on this list, at first I was like, yeah, I would never buy that. But then the more I like look into it, I'm like, no, nah, I probably would. Except the bribe. I probably won't ever get a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you? What's next on your list? The next one is the Sterapin UV purifier. It's like a little UV pin. Stick it in your water and it just instantly kills stuff. You don't have to worry about boiling. You don't have to worry about iodine tablets. You just blast it with UV um, it's like a hundred something bucks. I think it would be good, honestly, for traveling, you know, if you because mm. a lot of countries you can't drink the tap water. You got to buy expensive bottled water. It's inconvenient. But if you have the SteriPen, you just, you know, you just zap it with a little UV. I, I'm I'm here for it and I would want one, but mm. I'd also be worried that somebody just put a light on a stick. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Um, but it looks cool. And, and I, I like the idea of it. I don't. Imagine yeah. I'll get it because like iodine works just fine. And those tablets, the the water purification tablets work really well now. Yeah. And they because they used to taste terrible, but now one of them that I've tried just to see if they worked, it had one that sterilized it and one that took away like the sterilizing taste. So it was Here, neat. I mean, here's an idea, James. Hmm. You got your purifier, but it's Kool Aid flavored, like Crystal Light. You know, like you get, get a flavor. Oh. Hey, maybe we need to invent this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would sell. I probably would. Because I've drank water from rivers and lakes and stuff like that, purified, and it never tastes good. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. It never does. So some some crystal light would go a long way. Yeah. Or like Gatorade powder. Oh, put some like electrolytes and stuff in it. Yeah, electrolytes mm. and purification. Perfect. Nice. Mm. Well, my the last thing on mine is... It also has a long name because I was on REI's website just, you know, wishing. The Marmot Limelight two-person tent. It is a legit backpacking tent. And it depends. If if you're by yourself, you need a two-person tent. Mm-hmm. If you're with one other person, you need a three-person tent. Yeah, because you want to have all your gear and, and everything without yeah. like, having to lay on it. Now, if you can find one that has like a vestibule then you can get by with a two-person tent for two people. But in my experience, you size up. I'm in the market for a tent. Because I don't... I. It's a good-looking tent. My problem is I have tents. I yeah. have one, like, eight-person tent. <laughs> that's, that's from when I was in Boy Scouts for some reason. I have a one-person tent that I bought for $20 because I needed it last minute. And then I have a French army surplus, like, pup oh, tent. <laughs> Which That's cool. 
I it's in a bag. I have no idea how to set it up. And I probably never will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to have. It's heavy. It's neat to have. Yeah. So I don't really have a good tent. So I'm kind of in the market for a tent again. But I don't know if I want to spend $250 on a tent. No, that's a lot for a tent. But at the same time... It's a good looking tent. It it's a good tent. Yeah. Look at, I mean, look how much room's in there. I know. And, and if you're going to be in Colorado, you're going to want mm-hmm. a decent a good tent. tent. Yeah. You can't be running around with a Walmart tent. Although some of Walmart's stuff is just fine. It's more the fact that all the uh, Colorado locals are going to judge you. Yeah, I know. Which, <laughs> yeah. I'll just go to R- REI brand stuff is good enough for me. So yeah, those are sort of my things. I, we, we did kind of interpret it the same way. We kind of interpreted cool, it as yeah. there's not a lot of just crazy camping things out there. Right. I was I was expecting to find somebody that makes like here get your tent air conditioner and, and things no, like that. No, I mean it's, and, it's stuff that I have would have a use for and I probably would mm-hmm. use. It's just maybe a little expensive, maybe a little bit silly like the like the stove with the charger, but it would still be it would still have a function, you know. Right. Yeah, so for me I would get everything on my list if I could. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Even the bribe? I mean, I'd try it. <laughs> what if it makes really good coffee? <laughs> How much do those cost? Let's, let's, let's look it up. So the Bripe Coffee Brew Pipe Kit. You can't buy just the Bripe, and apparently they haven't even been released yet. They're on pre-order. The Coffee Brew Pipe Kit comes with the Bripe, a filter, a thermometer, a little container for your coffee grounds, a butane torch, and a little stand for it. It costs eighty nine ninety nine For one? For one Bripe. <laughs> Oh no. And <laughs> go to go to briping.com. Okay. And look at the stupid videos they have on there. Like it's ridiculous. Okay. It's not that's too much to spend on a joke. Yes. But it's like all these guys like hiking through the woods holding a stupid coffee pipe. <laughs> I don't like it as much as I did. It makes me mad now. I know. Now that I know it costs $89. And it looks stupid. Yeah. I like the idea. If it was something... No, that's disappointing. I mean, but what if it makes really awesome coffee? I mean, but I also still kind of want one. Wouldn't (laughs) that be, like, super hot? To sip it like that? You're just, like, sipping it out of a straight copper pipe. They're charging you $90 for a piece of copper pipe with a cork on the end. It had better be the best shot of coffee. You only get like one, one sip of it. It makes me mad. I'm tired of looking at this now. I don't like it anymore. It's less fun now that I know how expensive it is. Ninety dollars? Come on. <laughs> like if it was 30, twenty would, or thirty, I would, I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But ninety dollars? Get out of here. All right. Well, James, it's time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. And this week, I think it's my turn. It is. And I got one for you. This is about an adventurer. And, oh gosh, please forgive me. Her name is Baigalma Norjma, I think. It's a Mongolian name, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's setting off on an adventure, a 12,000-kilometer trek from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, all the way to London, hmm. on camel, across 
the steppes of Mongolia and and uh, Western Asia, Eastern Europe. It'll take three years, encompass 14 countries, and require enduring temperatures as low as minus 50 degrees. And she's on Instagram at Steps to the West. That steps as in like the steps mm-hmm. of Mongolia. So yeah, she's still in, she just started. So she has 480 kilometers to go before crossing into the Chinese border. I can't wait till three years from now they have a caravan of camels walking into London. I know. How cool would that be? <laughs> well, you know, good luck to her. That's yeah, more than I will ever do. No. Neat though, <laughs> but I'm not going to do neat. it. That's cool though. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? Good, good for her. That's that's not an easy trick. No, <laughs> it'll be a journey, but so uh, so cool. So it's just a, just a cool journey, and I like it when people go on a journey and, and document it mm-hmm. and like. A journey with like a purpose, you know, where the journey itself is the the purpose. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. And it's not something that I, again, will probably ever do. It's not something. No, no that, me neither. Yeah. But the people that do it, it's it's a very big undertaking. It's kind of like, kind of like through hiking. You're hiking the Appalachian Trail or the, and of course this, this is way different than that. This is going from Mongolia to England. So, yeah. I mean, that's way different. <laughs> They're going to have to take all those camels on a ferry. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. That's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll see how the camels do in, like, France. <laughs> well, I hope it I hope it goes well. I, I wish too. them a great journey, but it's, uh, I'll, be, I'll be following you. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty there cool. There go. Let's see. Right now on Instagram. I just got camels. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that was neat. I like that. As a reminder, if any of you guys, our listeners, have an adventure that you want to share, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you mm-hmm. and have you on the show as a guest. Yes, we would. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We always enjoy talking to you. Enjoy getting to know y'all. Talk about random stuff. This time was camping gear. Mm-hmm. Next week will be something new. Yeah. Just another reminder of our monthly challenge. Go out and take a picture of a bird. Any bird, mm-hmm. any place. Any camera. Any camera. Phone, tin type, I don't care. Just, you know, if you tin type <laughs> yeah, a bird, please. I will love you forever. You'll probably, probably win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find us on attemptadventure.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Attempt Adventure. You can find us on Twitter at Attempt Pod. We're working on getting that one up and running. Don't expect much right now. Yeah, but you but, know, uh, we'll get there. Be patient. Good, good <laughs> things are coming. Contact us directly at hello at attemptadventure.com or go to attemptadventure.com and click the contact us button fill out the form and it will send it right to us and we will be back to you as soon as we can Mm -hmm. and until next time keep adventuring And uh, sidebar, how do you feel about relaunching ear goggles when I'm in America this year? Great. Okay, let's do it. That'll be a, we'll just relaunch it fresh, fresh from the start.
Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.